Fantastic week, a, a week of growth, a week of development, uh, a week of just a good week. Hopefully, you're ready for that, and I know I am. Uh, hey, the end of this week, but before I forget, uh, I have been um, forgetting some things uh, of late, probably just too many different details going on in my brain. Um, this Sunday, we're going to have a little potluck get-together for those that live local. Um, going to do it at the church. Our good friend Don is making his way to Moral, Maine this weekend, and uh, Saturday and Sunday. 
will be with us. So uh, we want to put together a little get-together uh, with Don. And uh, so those that live local, uh, please bring something. We'll share something. And uh, just a chance to, to be together. Keeps it simple to staying right there at the church. And uh, uh, so bring a little something to share. And we will... Uh, We'll have a little potluck, and or let me know that you're going to be there. Uh, you can message me, or you can message Christy, uh, or Jessica. Probably any any one of the three of us that have been in on this loop of communication about this, and uh, let us know. I mean, we could just buy pizza or something like that too, uh, if if we know how many people are coming. So. Uh, it's a little easier than trying to get out uh, and go somewhere a little, little less expensive. So that's what we're going to do. And a uh, little potluck after church on Sunday just to spend some time with our dear brother Don. We are in Matthew chapter 23 today, as we're going to pick up now, as, as I have just flipped my camera or my my scripture to that passage. I'm going to let you know that... Uh, at least tomorrow morning, I'm not going to be uh, online. Uh, likely, we'll uh, see what I can do on Thursday and Friday. Uh, I mean, Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, we'll not be on on Friday again. Uh, I, I need to try to be present in the places I'm going to be this week. We're going to be in Florida with, uh, at New Tribes Mission Headquarters in Sanford. Uh, and uh, Wendy and I are both going down there, so it's a little, for her, a little vacation, and uh, for me, uh, maybe just a getaway to a different place, not really so much vacation, a lot of work to do, uh, participating in this conference, and teaching my course tomorrow afternoon, and still trying to get everything ready to go uh, a few weeks out here, so um, do not be listening for me tomorrow. Watch for the uh, announcement about what I'll be doing. I will leave a Facebook message whether I think I'll be able to be on uh, on uh, Wednesday and Thursday or not. But uh, just uh, it's it's just something we're gonna have to get into. What I may try to share with you though is uh, some report of, of what we're talking about, what we're learning, uh, what we're discussing, what we're growing in, uh, and as well when I'm overseas. Uh, Don and I are going to have a little conversation on Sunday about how we can maybe pick up on some of that. Uh, I'm trying to be realistic here that uh, those travels, especially in Africa, I'm likely to not be able to get with you uh, just because I don't think we're going to have the internet that we need. Uh, the internet is very spotty. Even when I talk with my counterpart over there, uh, it, it's in and out and quite expensive actually over there too. So um, that may not happen while I'm gone. Sorry. Um, part of this whole daily discipleship is, is trying to help you grow. Uh, and, you know, maybe maybe you would write out some things, uh, do a little research, uh, questions that you might have, uh, and then do some research on it. And then maybe I can teach your lesson or something. Um, just trying to think of some things that would uh, be a benefit to you. But you know, what, what, what might be a question that you would ask? Uh, and uh, uh, 
maybe you do some research, find an answer, dig around in the scriptures uh, and grow that way, or uh, pick up a book that you've been wanting to read and that will help you grow in your faith and, and read that. Use this uh, this time in the morning for that purpose. Um, just repeating again also uh, that Sunday we will have a potluck. Uh, for those that we're not, I'm not doing a church-wide potluck. Uh, just letting you know that. I mean, why didn't you do church-wide? Because I want to keep the focus on this clan that are participants with us uh, in the mornings here uh, or that listen on a regular basis. Don't have to be people that are live listeners. Uh, by that, I mean people that are live but not listening during the hour. I think you all knew what I meant anyway. Uh, anyway, before I totally derail myself, let's get over to Matthew chapter 23. Here we go. Jesus said to the crowds and his disciples, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees, sit in Moses' seat. In other words, they sit in a place of judgment. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you. But do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. Friends, that is the definition of hypocrisy. They're saying one thing, but doing another. Or they're telling you, you shouldn't do this. Um, but yet they do it themselves. Or they will tell you, you should be doing these certain things, and yet they don't do them themselves either. So verse 3, you must be careful to do everything they tell you. Now Jesus is saying if they're teaching you Scripture, you ought to do it. Just don't follow their practices. If they're teaching you the law of God, if they're teaching you the ways of God, uh, listen to what they're saying because they are likely speaking the truth of God. But just don't just don't follow their lifestyle. Now that that is quite a rather sombering and sobering uh, statement to make. Don't follow their lifestyle um, because uh, they don't do it themselves. They tell you one thing, yet turn right around and do the same thing that they're telling you not to do. Or they're telling you you ought to do this, but they don't follow through either. So you must be careful. And that's one of the dangers with, with any of us that, that's a preacher. I mean, listen to what we're saying. Um, but don't allow our lives always to be the example, to be the model that you're going to follow because it will likely... Um, leads you to a, a, a bad place. Um, follow the teaching of Scripture. This is what Jesus is saying in verse 3. You must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Uh, that's where, for me, uh, I have a hard time. It, it creates a struggle for me. If I'm going to ask a group of people to do something, most often I will also participate. Um, if I'm going to ask a group of people to move chairs, then you know I, I might be there to help move the chairs myself. Um, if I'm going to ask people to go on a retreat, then I'm going to retreat myself. Um, I, I just think that's good leadership. You know, if, if as a leader you're not willing to do what you're asking other people to do, now, yes, part of leadership is delegation. I get that. I understand that. But I, I would ask myself the question first. If I'm not, if I would not be willing to do that, then uh, 
if I'd not be willing to throw myself into that uh, shoulder to shoulder with somebody else, then, then how can I ask somebody else to pick up and do the same thing? Verse 4, Jesus said, They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Uh, verse 5, everything they do is done for people to see. They make their phylacteries wide and the tassels on their garments long. Now, what, what is a phylactery? Oops, just realized I didn't have you on the on the text screen. Uh, what is a phylactery? A phylactery is they had these little boxes that they would put on their foreheads or on their arms that had scripture in them. And uh, the larger the phylactery, uh, the, the more it indicated that they were learning or that they knew or that they were meditating upon. And uh, that, that is why they make their phylacteries wide uh, and their tassels long. Tassels, they, they wore tassels on their prayer shawls uh, and, uh, and other tassels that they would wear on their belts and things I mean, to, to indicate their prayerfulness. Uh, to indicate um, various aspects of spiritual disciplines. It's kind of an outward sign, and, and they would make these great, big, long tassels on the garments to, to indicate well, what a prayer warrior they were or uh, how devoted they were to the, the practices of Judaism. Uh, and, and notice, again, in verse 5, it said, everything they do is done for people to see. It's all about the show. It's all about the image. It's all about uh, uh, the externals, not about the internals. So uh, everything they do is done for people to see, making their phylacteries long, tassels on their garments long. Verse 6, they love the place of honor at banquets and the most important seats in the synagogues. They love to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to be called rabbi by others. I mean, they they want all the accolades. You know, that's where people, um, and sometimes it's funny, the Reverend Dr. Pastor Jim, um, that's kind of funny, uh, even doctor. You know, this is what I tell people. Yeah, I might have a set my signature line or something on an email. I'm Jim. That's who I am. And uh, uh, anything else is a title. It, it it doesn't have to be there. Uh, and, and you know, I, I was looking at a friend that's been a doctor for a long time and looking at several of his email signatures on some emails back and forth. And uh, some it's doctor, some it's doctor and his name and PhD. And, you know, others is just Jim. And it's like, it's all over the map. It's like he, after all these years, can't figure out what to do with the title. So maybe drop it. And make yourself you know, don't don't look for the title, don't look for the place of honor. Uh, I I know for me I I don't now some of that comes out of I sometimes am too uh, self depreciating. I I know that I get that. Uh, sometimes I don't feel the worthiness of something uh, that that I'm not on par. I'm not on the level. I'm just being honest with you that that is the way I feel. There are other people who feel that they're very much on that par and they've earned the degree and they've earned the title they've earned and, and they ought to be sitting in that seat right next to. Um, yet Jesus indicates here something 
of self-humiliation. Don't be the one who has to sit uh, in the place of honor. Don't be the one who has to sit in the most important seats. Don't be the one who has to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and be called rabbi. Don't be that person. Be that person, rather, who who goes by your name. Be be that person who, rather than having to sit in the front, would choose to sit in the back. Um, That is kind of built into me, uh, to be that way. And maybe that's a a bad thing. I'm just acknowledging that I, I, anything I have, any quality that I have is a gift of the grace of God. And I know that. I don't think that I am all that. I, I don't think that I am, you know, uh, Mr. Professor. I, I don't think that I am, you know, uh, God's gift to the church. I, I don't think that at all. And uh, uh, so I, I have no no problem not seeking the place of honor. I have no problem throwing myself in to help serve uh, in situations. Sometimes that's a weakness. Sometimes that gets in the way. Uh, sometimes I need to step back and, and, and allow other thing, other people to take care of things because it's called delegation, and that gives other people that, uh, that sense of value um, and importance that they need to have. Verse 8, Jesus tells them, though, but you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all brothers. Do not call anyone on earth father, for you have one father, and he is in heaven. Now, now that is something that, that you would wonder about if we had uh, some of our Catholic friends from time to time. Our friend Bing, who is a dear Catholic brother. In fact, the, the video I posted last week was a Catholic video, so it tells you I am not uh, against and opposed uh, to Catholicism uh, totally. There are aspects of it that, that I struggle with. But what about this, where he says, don't call anyone on earth father. Uh, uh, For you have one father, he is in heaven. Uh, In fact, verse 10, he says, nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled. Those who humble themselves will be exalted. Now, we're just now in these 12 verses getting down to the place where uh, where Jesus will begin to pronounce the woes upon the teachers of the law. And, and there are things for us to, to sit up and take note of because we need to make sure that we're not in the place where Jesus would say to us, woe to you, because of X, Y, and Z. But he does make clear, don't, be, don't look for the title. Uh, he does make clear, don't look to be called father. You know, and, and uh, I think it's not only a, a Catholic practice, but there are some others uh, of a liturgical nature that uh, um, liturgical nature that do use the term father. But here, here's a verse where Jesus says, now it's not saying don't call your dad father. It's 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 saying don't call some religious instructor father. That is the indication that is here uh, in this passage. 
The greatest among you will be your servant. You want to know how to be great in the kingdom of God? Learn to be the servant of all. Verse 11, Matthew chapter 23, the greatest among you will be your servant. Learn to serve other people. Learn to help other people. Learn to be humble. Uh, Don't exalt yourself because exalting yourself will cause you to be humble. Those who humble themselves will be exalted. Verse 13, now he gets into the woes in verse 13. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying. In other words, you know, they're, they're saying things that, that would cause people to, to feel like there's no way they can qualify. Or they're not teaching the true message of, of the kingdom. Now, obviously, Jesus is now, uh, for the first time, declaring the, the good news of the gospel uh, up until the time of Christ. That good news wasn't being declared. But these religious leaders are keeping people out, telling them how unworthy they are, that they'll never make it, that they're no good, so on and so forth. Yet they themselves aren't as good as they make themselves out to be. And yet, verse 13 said that there are those trying to get in. Don't keep them. Don't keep them from entering in. He goes on, verse 15, and says another, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. Yes, I just for the record, I know it's a hypocrite. I know that. For you hypocrites, uh, you travel over land and sea to win a single convert, and when you've succeeded, you make them twice as much a child of hell as are you. Wow, what a statement. Because they get them convinced away from the things of God and into the things of man, not convinced in, into the things of God. They make it about self. They make it about uh, religious practices, not about spiritual conversion. And in that way, they are all the more deluded, all the more deceived. Uh, and so in that way, they are made a child of hell. Verse 16, another woe. Woe to you, blind guides. You say, if anyone swears by the temple, it means nothing. But if anyone swears by the gold of the temple, he's bound by that oath. You blind fools, which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? Well, hey, this begins to get into something here. Let me move that up to the, uh, toward the top of the screen. The gold. What do we put greater value in sometimes? Sometimes we put greater value in things of lesser value. Uh, We put greater value in in the gold because it's money, money, money. That's why we put greater value in the gold, a greater emphasis on the gold uh, because of what it is. Anyone who swears by the gift on the altar is bound by the oath. Verse 18, getting into the altar. Verse 16 and 17, talking about the temple. Well, it should be the temple that's greater because it is uh, it is God's house. should be the temple that is greater because it is the place of the worship of God. And yet, it was the shiny. Yet, it was the glittery. Yet, it was the gold that was of greater importance to them. And we need to make sure what is of greater importance to to us, the things of God, not just the things of uh, that are shiny, 
not just the things that uh, people say, well, it's gold, so it's more valuable. The temple was more valuable. It shows a sense of uh, how we make the temporal more important than the eternal oftentimes. It's the eternal things that matter. It's the eternal things that last, and yet often we get all wrapped up in the temporal stuff. So he calls them blind fools, which is greater the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred. Verse 18, continuing on, you also say if anyone swears by the altar, it means nothing. But if anyone swears by the gift on the altar, he's bound by the oath. They had it backwards. You blind men, which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred. Verse, thir- verse 20, therefore, anyone who swears by the altar swears by it and everything on it. Anyone who swears by the temple swears by it and the one who dwells in it. Anyone who swears by heaven swears by God's throne and the one who sits on it. What's of greater value? I'm going to stop there. I'm not going to get down into verse 23, I don't think, because there are many things down here too much more that I want to share. Um, but the temporal, the eternal, do we get wrapped up in, in, in the temporal stuff or do we get wrapped up in the eternal stuff? What has the greater value? What about you? I mean, do, do you find yourself valuing that which is temporal more than you value that which is eternal? Just to think about that question. Um, it's like spilled milk. You, you ever see a parent uh, flip out on a child when they spill something on the table? Most of the time, the child wasn't thinking, aha, I'm going to knock over that glass of soda and have it spill all over the table because I want to make my parents angry. No, but it happens, and yet we will flip out over something like that while there are more eternal matters at stake or relational matters at stake. Uh, and, and we put that which is lesser of greater value than that which is greater, especially the temporal over the eternal. For us to learn to, to place our focus, in fact, I'm going to take us to a passage here to, to land us this morning. Um I need to get into the right uh, book. There we go. Paul is talking about his struggles in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He's talking about the struggles, and he says, all of this, all the struggles for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. So what he was going through was causing more and more people to come to Christ, which then was causing more glory to go to Christ. So in the midst of the struggles that he has uh, exercised in, in the preceding verses, verse 16, he says, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. There's the externals and there are the internals. And verse 17, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal 
glory that far outweighs them all. To see the the momentary nature of some of our struggle. Verse 18, he says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Our light momentary troubles. How often do we get all bent out of shape over a light momentary trouble? It happens. Happens to the best of us. Happens to me and and I'm just one of us, maybe not the best of us, just one of us happens to me. But Paul's encouragement to look at our momentary troubles and to see the, the eternal way to glory that is coming. Uh, I'm trying to remember that, that little statement. Uh, yes, here's the statement. In the light of eternity, what does it matter? And that's kind of almost what Paul's saying here. In the light of in the light of the hour, in the light of the time, what's it matter? So to not be thrown off by our light momentary troubles, but to continue to look at eternity, to continue to look to God, to continue to see what God is doing, to continue to believe in Him in those ways. Great passage, Second Corinthians chapter four, to to think through. Uh, in fact, I would. Uh, It'd be a great place to come back to tomorrow. Uh, again, I, I will tell you, I, I will not be here on tomorrow. Um, next, uh, at least uh, tonight, we're staying with friends, uh, the Deepenbrocks in Florida. Uh, and I, I I don't know what the housing situation is entirely like or the internet situation entirely like there. And uh, others don't want to wake up the whole house in a broadcast. So, uh Will not be on. Maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday. I'll be in a hotel situation. If if the hotel, at least I think I will. Um, if that situation is such that we could do this, then maybe we'll do it. But uh, I will keep you posted. Watch for the Facebook post. Meantime, can I encourage you to fix your eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, to see what is eternal. Lord, help us to value what you value, to see what you see. Lord, it's our prayer this morning for places in the world of great struggle, uh, like Turkey and all the deaths. Uh, last I saw, 40-some thousand deaths because of the earthquakes. What we've seen uh, in Ukraine, Lord, would you um, stop that war, we pray, and bring comfort to those who grieve. And today for us, Lord, in the midst of whatever our struggles may be, Lord, I, I pray for a young man who has heard the message and said yes in, in part to the message and yet finds himself in a very, very difficult place. It isn't enough to hear. We must also act. So, Lord, in that situation, bring comfort uh, and bring repentance, we pray. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, for us, we fix our eyes on you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day, everyone. We will catch you uh, in the by and by.